0: Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. Hey, this is Jonathan.
1: And this is Alan and welcome to the Nerd Me Podcast. Jonathan?
0: How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you Alan? How you how you? he's doing I fine gonna, I was gonna say how are you sir but I'm like you'll deserve that kind of respect like mother you,
1: <laughs> all right Job how you how you doing all right well you're from Jersey now hey what are we talking about tonight
0: you're from Jersey too yeah I know all right don't say it's so sad um <laughs> today or tonight depending on who you're listening to this we are talking about our top five favorite albums from the 1980s so uh one of our rules was it had to be from between 1980 and
1: 1989 um hence the
0: 80s yeah (laughs) (laughs) so uh we were just talking right before we hit record and it seems we both took this topic in different directions so why don't we discuss that real quick
1: yeah all right
0: well why don't you go first okay well what i did is uh you know the 80s to 89 was our or you know, what is what do they call that? Tweens it was yeah. our tween tween to adult years for you and I.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I took it as as albums that were meaningful that we would listen to constantly, both sides, every song um, we felt was good. And you know, we're talking the deep cuts, not just the ones you heard on the radio. Uh, ones we would go to and pop into our Sony Walkman or our uh, CD player or whatever. And uh, that we kind of wore out because we listened to them so much. What did you take it as?
1: Uh, well, actually pretty close, I guess. Uh, the albums I picked were more of, I guess it's, it's basically the same thing. It's kind of like I the albums I chose, I really made sure, like if I looked at all the songs, you know, because on albums and cassettes, there's an A side, B side. I was looking at albums in a sense of, wow, like, all right, all the A sides are really good. All the B sides are really good. So that would actually make me want to listen to the whole album, you know, mm-hmm. because there are a lot of albums that are fantastic, but I would probably say maybe I would like two or three songs on, even though I love the songs, like you said, influential, but right. I wouldn't consider them good albums in that sense, you know, like Pink Floyd, the wall again, doesn't fit the eighties part of it, but there is a. You know, there are a couple of songs where, I, yeah, man, I, I listened to it to death, but I couldn't say I love like, I played it from beginning to end, you know? Right.
0: And I think that's the important part of, of our list is that the deep cuts are what really make it, you know, because every album I chose had pop radio hits on it. Okay. You know, that made the top 40. Um, but, like, I, like you just said, like I said earlier... From start to finish, you can listen to the whole thing and be like, there's not one bad song on this. And again, this is, this is our personal opinion. Sure. Uh, people people might think otherwise with the albums we pick. But for us, these were the ones um, that really uh, kind of, well, for me, shaped my teenage years. 80s was a really cool time for music, too.
1: Like, the whole diversity of what it's like. You got the classic rock, the new rock. You have the beginning of rap. You know, um, yeah, pop, uh, punk. teen punk pop, punk. punk, yeah, it was like a whole hodgepodge of a little bit of everything. So it was a really neat time period because all of these things were starting
0: <laughs> all at the same and, time. And, and Yeah, and don't forget you had the rise of, I guess you would call it, I don't know what they call it. Um, I, I don't know what they call it, goth music. But you know, I'm talking like the Smiths and
1: oh, okay, the, yeah, you
0: know that kind of stuff. So that 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 kind of rose during the '80s too.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. Well, do you remember
0: the big, the big instrument of the '80s was the, uh, the synthesizer? synthesizer.
1: Yeah. Mm. Buy me a coke.
0: The keytar Yeah. <laughs> the keytar. <laughs> Right. Okay. All right. You want to get? But the- that's a separate podcast because I think, I think if we, you know, we need to do a one-hit wonder or or, or pop music of the '80s podcast at some point too.
1: Yeah, let's do a one-hit wonder. It'll be like a ten. Absolutely. Show. So. No.
0: <laughs> no, one-hit wonders came out of the '80s.
1: Yeah, a lot. Okay, why, why don't you get 12. started? You want to get started? Let's get started.
0: You want me to start? Why don't you start? I'll start. i you start. All right. I know what you're so, going to say. What's that? <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? Yeah. I've right, known you for the... 30 years.
1: I know what your album is going to be.
0: What, what is it going to be?
1: It's going to be uh... – no, I don't want to ruin it for you. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. i you going to ruin it
0: for me? Enjoy <laughs> your thunder. Do it. You, you talk a lot of crap, bro. <laughs> All right. My first album, because now that you think you know it's going to be, I'm going to switch it up. Oh, your mother! No, I'm not actually. My first album <laughs> is a little bit of a cheat because it's a uh, it's a three three well three CD album. Uh, I think it was a five like record album set. Uh, it's Bruce Springsteen live. I'm sorry, Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band live, 1975 to 1985. Cool. Um, Why is that a cheat? Yeah, it was his first. Well, because it's it's five albums. Oh, that's cool. Five albums worth of music. Um, but uh, yeah. I had it on CD. I was well, not obviously, but I had it on CD, and it was three three CDs.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so what it was was, um, you know, Springsteen has this reputation for being a fantastic uh, live show kind of guy. So for the first time in his career, in 1985, he took. Ten years of his music from 1975 to 1985, pulled out his best songs, pulled out the best live versions of, of those songs they could find, and put them on in this collection. And this thing, first of all, when it was announced, it's coming right off the heels of the Born in the USA album, which sold gangbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when this, I remember when this album came out, mm-hmm. like people were waiting out line for it. Really, um, it was yeah, it sold out very quickly. Um, it it was just it just the sales for this album went through the roof. Because he had that reputation of being such a great live player and right. because his his uh his shows were bootlegged constantly and you know, I didn't realize how how much they were bootlegged until I got to college, you know. Um, I don't know if you remember outside the cafeteria, the vendors would set up and there was always a guy there selling bootlegs uh, cassettes of concerts.
1: Right.
0: And he just had tons of brew shows from like the seventies on. Yeah, um, Jonathan's so, talking
1: about the cafeteria where we went to college at. Right.
0: They have the like the little the vendors, right? Yeah, those where, guys are yeah, cool. They sell earrings and jewelry and things like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so so I think this is a huge deal because finally you were able to get. Um, it was a nice coming together of a lot of different things. You, you get to hear Bruce live, you know, with CD quality, which which was new and at the time was the best best way to the hear the music. Now the sounds and stuff. Um, a lot of deep cuts on a lot of his albums that weren't maybe, maybe chart toppers, but were great live Atlas songs, and um, people were hearing it. And I mean, this thing has—it's three discs. It has, lord knows how many songs.
1: But you keep so, saying disc. You mean the CD? Is that what you're talking about?
0: Yeah, because I had it on CD. That's why. Oh, that's messed up.
1: Okay. But why is it messed up? Because you can, the, the the topic was. Albums, record albums, dude.
0: Oh, you took it literally?
1: Well, did they have CDs in the 80s? Yeah,
0: well, obviously. They did? 80s, 80s. Yes. Okay, maybe so. Okay. Yeah, because I had, yes, because I had, I got my CD player. I told you in one of our former episodes that my first, whatever, dude. (laughs) Um... You totally threw me off with that question. Like, you didn't know there were CDs existed in the 1980s. I'm trying to think. So anyway, it was a three-disc. Go ahead. It was a three-CD, five-album set. And it spanned from, you know, live tracks from his first album on up. Um, One of my favorite is on the first disc. It's uh, Spirit in the Night, which was a song off his first album Mm -hmm. um, back in 1972, I believe, was his first album. Um, Greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey. And he's just fantastic live, and and, you know, you've known me for 30 years, and Bruce has shaped, um, his music has helped shape kind of who I am and my beliefs, and I've seen Bruce live many times in the past 30 years, and uh, yeah, he lives up to the hype, and uh, this album really, I mean, I would put this album on, I come home from school, I lie in my bed, I do my homework, and I just play this all three discs over and over again. All day and all night. until It's time to eat and then time to go to bed. Sweet. All right,
1: yeah, that's great. cool, man, Bruce, Bruce!
0: <laughs> Oh, little known fact, yeah. this is his first album where the E Street Band got credit on it um, So even though they play it on every album From 1972 to the, to Born in the USA He um, it was always just listed as Bruce Springsteen and then the name of the album. This was the Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band so this is the first album they ever got credit on.
1: Oh, that's pretty neat. Did you ever listen to the E Street Band before they're they, – what, what, I don't even know the story. E Street Band, were they a separate band and then Bruce, they joined up together or something? Is that what happened?
0: No, it was always Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band before, for whatever reason, the, uh, since he wrote most – probably all the music, um, you know, like the album was – like it was Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA, but the, the backing band was the E Street Band, you know, so – he interesting. Was with, yeah, they are with him the whole time. Just maybe because it was live they he gave them credit. He decided to give them credit on this album. Okay. I guess nice. Cool. And yeah. what was the name
1: of that album again?
0: Yeah. Rudy Springsteen and the E Street Band Live 1975 to 85. Beautiful. Yep. It's it. funny because there's only one song from 1975. Um the rest came after
1: 1975. Okay. Cool. And oh, did so being that you're from Central Jersey and he's kind of what, is he what? From South Jersey? I don't know where that Freehold, from? New Jersey. Oh, is he from Freehold? Central. He's from Central New Jersey. Central Jersey? Yeah. He's from Freehold. Oh. And, and you yep, knew was, of him as he was popular?
0: Uh, just born in the USA. Okay. He got big with Born in the USA. And then um, I actually had a friend in sophomore year in college. Uh, we used to go over his house to drink on the weekends. And um, it would always wind up with us listening to Springsteen. Hold on, hold, hold. And He's and from Freehold? Bless you. And, Bruce Springsteen, yes. Yeah. He's from Freehold.
1: I never knew yeah, that.
0: Yeah, he, he played the clubs in Asbury Park. Oh. Yeah, he's definitely a sure guy. That's crazy.
1: You know what school he went to?
0: Yeah. I do. He went to St. Rose of Lima, or Lima, and he went to Freehold Borough High School. Oh,
1: that's... that's I did not know that. Been to Freehold so many freaking times?
0: Yeah, you have. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's funny
1: because, you know, going from, you know, from North Jersey and I used to come visit you, I'd pass by Sayreville, and I always thought about Bon Jovi and
0: uh, right. I never thought about Freehold in, in Springsteen. Yeah? Well, there. he's he didn't have a great childhood so he doesn't really uh, for a long time people just thought he was from Asbury Park because he played all the clubs there and stuff. That's where I assumed
1: uh, he was from, so.
0: Yeah, he like he's 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 proud to be from Jersey maybe not so much from Freehold. Okay. Gotcha. I actually read his uh, um, well, I'm in the midst of reading his autobiography and I mean, he doesn't crap on Freehold but he, he doesn't have a lot of good memories of Freehold. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't say it's a crap place yeah. but he'll say like you know, this is what growing up for me was like in this town. Okay, <laughs> and I cool. couldn't wait to get out. <laughs> <laughs> All but right. I, he, he comes back now. He does a, uh, he does a, uh, a charity show, I think, every year for one of the local churches or schools or something. Okay, but you know, he because he you know he he still has a house in New Jersey. I'm sure he has a house like in every 50 state. <laughs> yeah, it's not a freehold though. It's every right, yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right anything more on that little album you got no just if you have never heard of it go buy it now
1: especially if you're like bruce springsteen
0: Uh, you'll have to you'll like him afterwards (laughs) (laughs)
1: all right since we're talking about jersey i'm gonna throw you a a jersey boy too uh bon jovi's slippery when wet that's got to be on your list was that on your list
0: It is not, and I'll tell you why when we get to my Bon Jovi choice.
1: Okay. Uh, Bon Jovi, Slippery One Wet. Again, my mindset was how many songs on the album that were pretty complete, and I kind of went through all of them. There's, There's 10 tracks, and good Lord, I think I like them all. Let It Rock, You Give Love a Bad Name, Living on a Prayer, Social Disease, Wanted Dead or Alive, Raise Your Hands Without Love, I Die For You, Never Say Goodbye Well. I mean, shoot, I think every single album probably hit the radio, I think, but... Um, my influences in music, uh, especially looking through the albums that I chose, you know, I, I play guitar and so a lot of my stuff was kind of more guitar centric, I guess, but Bon Jovi was, had the whole thing. I mean, uh, the lyrics were great. I I liked his singing. Bon Jovi was the kind of guy or maybe the kind of album where, you probably have like a bunch of friends in your car, and you try your hardest to hit his high notes, and no one could. Yeah. But it was a, yeah, it was a, he had that kind of album, those kind of songs where everyone kind of knew, so everyone would all sing together. And, and, uh, and yeah, he was pretty influential going up, you know, going through high school and stuff. And, uh, you know, again, I was in a band, and we played a couple of their songs, Wanted Dead or Alive, uh, Living on a Prayer, and, yeah, it, it was cool, and I remember, you know, having a, you know, in high school you had a, you would have a band, and then you'd have the girls, and you would invite the girls to come over, and they they would want to sing, even though they were terrible. It's a, you invite <laughs> the girls over anyway, and be like, oh yeah, yeah, you can, you can sing Bon Jovi, because none of us could, no one could even come close to hitting the notes that he could. Yeah, his
0: high notes are crazy.
1: Yeah, so you'd have you'd know. invite the girls over to sing some Bon Jovi. So <laughs> what'd you do? You know and uh, and i and i play piano so i you know especially on some of his tracks he had some really nice keyboard parts to it and yeah it it was fun lots of fun but that's that's to me that's yeah i was surprised to 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 see how many songs on there were pretty popular and and i can definitely say i i played that thing to death top to bottom pretty complete album
0: yeah absolutely I, i mean i listened to that album Constantly too, and um, how many how many school dances were you at that ended with never say goodbye? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Last <soul> song.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's true for sure. I mean, it's a lot of good freaking songs on that album. Yeah, they and, really are. Yeah, I mean, and, and if you look at Bon Jovi today, I mean, I'm, they're definitely not as big, but it, it's funny how a lot of people are still familiar. I mean, even my daughter knows who Bon Jovi is, you know, and and. Uh, you know he hasn't had like a major hit album in a long long time but uh he's you know you his can, current one did
0: pretty well yeah
1: uh, his current album i don't know yeah about it, it did pretty
0: well yeah. yeah you know what's funny is um and every yeah. album we're talking about is now considered classic rock <laughs> which is so bizarre because you know we're talking about music from the 80s classic rock to us was the beginnings of rock it was yeah it was the yeah. beatles it was uh you know, whoever else came around the Beatles time, you know, mm-hmm. that was classic rock. And now now the stuff we grew up with is considered classical rock, classic rock. And it. it kind of blows my mind. But, yeah, yeah when you talk about Slippery, uh, You Give Love a Bad Name, Living on a Prayer, Wanted and and I probably three of the greatest songs to come out of the 80s. Living on a Prayer, I think I remember reading that it was listed as the greatest song from the 80s. No oh, no uh, kidding. Really? Yeah, I know you don't um, you don't go out often. um, like I go to happy hours a lot, well, I used to, and everybody uh, living on Pride would always make the jukebox. <laughs> okay, and, I got it. And you. every every place I would go to and talk to the bartenders, they're like, they hate that song because they hear it so much.
1: But it's uh, again with, but with everybody this sings, album, along.
0: everybody stops and
1: sings along. Everyone and, sings along. It's, it's the album that everyone knows, and everyone like has fun singing, even though it's it's such. A, it, well, I'm gonna say it's oh, well, it's '86. It's you know, it's it's back then, but. Uh, it's still a fun album i can i think i could put that album on and play yeah. it and let it run and be very familiar with all the music on it so I, I yeah again greatest album of the 80 that's for me that's one of them because every single song just just hits it for me
0: all of them oh yeah,
1: I, I don't it, think there's one that's actually bad on it
0: but, but again that's I'm not, just i'll tell you i'm not a big fan of social disease mm-hmm. and uh, i tolerate let it rock but i really don't like social disease i always skip past that song <laughs> okay um but, yeah, and, and how awesome was it when Spaceballs came out and it opens up with Raise Your Hands, you oh. know, and, and John Candy's dancing around the ship, <laughs> eating out of it, and then, you know, they're doing Raise Your Hands. You know. Bon
1: Jovi. Okay. But yeah,
0: that's, that's a great album. Yeah, Thank you, Good sir. choice. All right. So um, I did pick a Bon Jovi album. Um, I went to his next album because I felt um, it was more um, more refined, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. It really yeah. talked about the sound better. Yeah. Um, it was Bon Jovi New Jersey
1: that's a great album
0: which came out in 88 yeah yeah uh, so you talk about lay your hands on me bad medicine born to be my baby living in sin blood on blood homebound train wild as the wind ride cowboy ride sick to your guns I'll be there for you yeah nine, nine in the shade and love for sale so I just felt like that was more of a uh, more kind of really refined the sound of Bon Jovi mm-hmm. and uh, I just I just love you know as much as I love the slippery songs like I'll sing at the top of my lungs to lay your hands on me, to bad medicine, to born to be my baby, to blood on blood, to uh, I'll be there for you. You know those, like I'll scream those bad boys out. Um, Fantastic, just album. Really,
1: I mean, yeah, I, when t- I when I was choosing mine, I actually I actually wrote New Jersey first mm-hmm. because it is a great album. But when I was again, because I went with how many of the, the songs I liked on it, I think I liked more in Slippery than New Jersey, and that's why I went with Slippery. But hey, New Jersey freaking fantastic album and you're right talking about refining their sound they sound solid on that album i mean i think slippery had more of a pop rock right. and new jersey had more of a deeper uh, they they were very tight on that album i mean they were yeah. they were nailing that album
0: the thing is bon Jovi doesn't get a lot of respect from like the the hard rock metal guys because they just you know they saw the big hair and the tight spandex pants and stuff like that and they kind of don't get the, the respect they deserved, and well, they you know, did a lot of the, more. They were
1: showcased a lot on pop radio. I think that's why.
0: Yes, yeah, so, well, they were. I mean, the last two albums. How many hits do, just off the last two albums did we name? Freaking, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the sad thing is, this is they this year they're being inducted into the to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but they had to be fan voted in. Like, mm-hmm. even the the um the industry didn't respect what they did or what they've done. So you know they had to be voted in by the fans. Is but it because few, few they weren't
1: recognized to as a rock band? Maybe that's what it is. Now, I mean, they're you know, because, a great band, I mean, I, you know.
0: Well, the Rock and Hall of Fame, you know, they, they do have like they, they have rap artists, they have blues artists, they they go beyond the definition of rock. But I, I really think it's a, a, an industry, the industry not respecting them. That's um, crazy. Because yeah, look, Kiss had to come in by the fan vote, and I believe Rush had to come in by the fan vote. So you know the industry doesn't always make the best picks. I feel you. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so New Jersey. I listened to that thing constantly. It, it was a it was an off awesome uh, follow up to uh, Slippery, and I think that's hard for a lot of bands to do to have that really huge hit album, and then follow up with another one. Yeah. Yeah. There, um, those are two solid albums. Two yeah. solid albums. And, and they hit uh, in popularity and in sales because I think even even after Born in USA. Um, I think it was Tunnel of Love and, you know, nowhere near hit the heights of uh, Born in the USA. But I think New Jersey, I don't have the numbers, but I'm pretty sure New Jersey probably equaled if not surpassed Slippery.
1: Hmm. Well, yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. I mean, Slippery slippery put them on the map. New Jersey really solidified their staying power, I guess, of, of they're just not a fluke, you know?
0: Right. Right. What and was there, that there, one before, yeah.
1: Fahrenheit something? was it called Fahrenheit? Fahrenheit,
0: 7,800 7, degrees Fahrenheit.
1: Yeah, that was an okay. I mean, that one didn't have as that many hits.
0: Um, that, um, that had, I love that album. That had In and Out of Love, I think, was on that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. And uh, there, are,
0: you know, we talked about Bruce being a great live band. Uh, back in the day, Bon Joey was a tremendously great live band um my first concert was actually um new year's eve 1985 to 19 or maybe it was 80 it was either 85 to 86 or 86 to 87 uh and it was bon jovi with cinderella opening oh sick was, yeah
1: pretty, <laughs> that's a lot of hairspray
0: <laughs> my very first concert we, i went with my i was like 12 or 13 my cousin arranged it my older cousin cyrus arranged it we went in a limo it was fantastic what <laughs> I drank Oski Spumante in the back of the limo. Wow. You're living yeah, it up, was, bro. It was. It was great because when we pulled up, yeah. and people thought we were famous. So like, ooh, who's in the limo? Just a bunch of 14-year-olds, <laughs> 14, 15, 16-year-olds. But that was a great – and we were in the very last row wow. of the Berner, Brenda Burn Arena in, in the Meadowlands. Sick. It was great. All right.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh,
0: let's take this out of New Jersey. <laughs>
1: Okay, my my next album. This is probably, if I think of my top top albums, I would probably pick this. Probably my number one, um, AC/DC, Back in Black, 1980. I love this album to death. Again, I I play guitar. Of all the songs that I love playing, it's probably AC/DC stuff. But again, this this album has it all. Hell's bells, shoot to thrill, what do you do for money? Giving the dog a bone. Back in Black, of course, shook me all night long. That gets more radio play. Have a drink on me. shake a leg, rock and roll like noise pollution. Let me put my love into you. Every every freaking song, I, I love this album. I loved AC/DC. My brother introduced me to ac I must have been in an, oh third grade, and when Bon Scott used to sing for them, um, weird lyrics, you know, like TNT and I think it's called Big Balls. I think it was such yeah, song Big Balls. Yeah, yeah, and I got hooked on with that, and then. um Um, Bonscott passed away then Brian Johnson took over and you know and I I I think that's hard to do when you when you lose a lead singer that is that was very popular ACDC was so very popular at the time and him passing away and a new singer comes in and 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 they nail it that's pretty amazing too but of all the ACDC albums this is definitely one of my probably my top 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 pick uh, again so many freaking good songs on this one but I love ACDC. I love Angus Young I have a Gibson SJ my wife got that for me for my birthday uh, same guitar that Angus plays uh, freaking awesome song I got the, I think the only cool ACDC story I got is I went to see them shoot I don't even know what year this was but I think I was in eighth grade and my brother took me to my older brother took me to uh, flying the wall it was my first concert um, <sighs> I don't think I can repeat what I what happened that night happen <laughs> because I think my mom listens, but I <laughs> did but you it, become a man. <laughs> but, uh, no, just, I guess everything you would think would happen at a, at a heavy metal. Ro- I mean, to me, ACDC at the time, they were considered, you know, heavy rock. Right. Um, and uh, yeah all the shenanigans that go along with the rock concert happened and super influential to me but after that moment i was like oh my god i love AC/DC." and and i, I i've hit a couple of concerts throughout the years not all of them uh, as they got older they've changed oh it, it's sad right now i know the the brother passed away malcolm and uh and, and they're saying kick
0: uh, brian johnson out or something
1: uh he had what i understand he, is he was, he was deaf, having think, right? yeah he was having hearing issues and they got Axel to sing, which was bizarre to hear. To hear Axel sing ACDC, but eh, works, I guess. But uh, no, I didn't see them in concert. But Back in Black, love that freaking album. Shoot to Thrill, my number one song on that album, though. In case you were wondering, uh, that's <laughs> Yeah, play so, that uh, song on a rock band.
0: <laughs> how'd you feel about Iron Man um, using like a whole ACDC soundtrack? Uh,
1: Actually, pretty cool because. Yeah, especially that that song "Shoot to Thrill," mm-hmm. uh, that is Iron Man two, uh, and my daughter is very familiar with. it. So when she hears that song, she thinks that 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 part in Iron Man, which is pretty cool. And right. and they use it; they used um, ACDC in, in the first Iron Man movie too. So it's pretty neat. It, it tickles me to to hear ACDC like in commercials. Um, it's just bizarre you know because back then it was almost kind of taboo to listen to AC. you know because during that time let's face it acdc iron Maiden, metallica they had these little devil connotations that they was yeah they're tab- all devil worshipers yeah it was, it was kind of taboo to even say oh you like acdc you know so when you had when you wore your acdc rock concert shirt to school it's like oh man this guy's badass you know so, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah but now you see acd you hear him on a commercial <laughs> it's, it's so funny
0: anyway you know what's funny is i i um you know i i buy funko pops and and every once in a while i go into a hot topic um to buy them which is the only reason i would go into a hot topic yeah but they have like walls of t-shirts and they have a lot of these rock bands Mm -hmm. um like nirvana ac dc and and you know the kids buying them never listen to them they just like that they're cool looking shirts. Oh and I was yeah, like, I got gotcha. you.
1: Yeah, it's
0: just so bizarre. It's so bizarre to walk in and see, mm-hmm. like you said, ACDC, because ACDC dc did have that, that that air about them that you know you shouldn't listen to them. You're not allowed to, because maybe you know, yes, you know, every heavy metal band was thought to be Satan worshippers, and and um, you know, or they cursed on their songs and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just things like that, and it was verboten to to listen to them. So you would sneak it. Um, but yeah, man, that's a, that's a great album, Back in Black. It's probably the, oh geez, <clears throat> Okay. Yeah, discard me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what you got next? All right, my next one is... It's the first CD I bought the same day um, on my birthday. My mother took me to Sears or wherever to get a, um, a stereo system with a CD player in it. The WWF um, album? No, no, that was my first cassette. <laughs> Jerk. Um, <laughs> my first cassette. No, my first CD was Def Leppard hysteria.
1: Oh, that was on that's next on mine. Is it really? Yeah. Oh,
0: that's yeah. a freaking good album, bro. That's a great album. Yeah. And they were I mean, that album just hit. I mean, "Pour Some Sugar On Me" probably rivaled in in how huge it got to "Living on a Prayer." I mean, everybody was singing Yeah, "Pour Some Sugar On Me."
1: The dumbest lyrics in the world. <laughs> it really is. I, I
0: still don't know what it means. Yeah. Um but it's it's a great album, man. And I just I listened to and and as it being my first CD, I could uh, it was awesome. Like, uh, you know, the first time oh, that's hearing sweet. It that was jo- your first CD. Yeah, dude, that's that's a good pick. Yeah, good job. And then the funny thing is they didn't for some reason they didn't have a lot of CDs. I, I, was it JC Penny or Sears? I remember where we bought the 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 thing, for, and I had to talk my mom into it she's like, I'm spending all this, like, I don't know, 200 dollars on the stereo system. Yeah. She's like, I'm not buying you anything else. I'm like, well, what's the point of getting me a CD player if I don't have a CD? <laughs> I, I use logic on the, on my mom. I she's my saving list. up for your Star Wars toys, you idiot. No, yeah, she wasn't. Yeah. Trust me, she wasn't. <laughs> um, yeah, album. but they didn't have a big selection, so I, I, I just, well, I'm like, all right, this looks good. Yeah. And I picked up Death Leppard's stereo, and my life has never been the same. <laughs> um, it was, it's just a great. Women, Rocket, Animal, Love Bites, Pour Some Sugar on Me, Armageddon It, Gods of War, Don't Shoot Shotgun, Run Riot, Hysteria, Excitable, Love and Affection. Just some great, great. You, and you know what I like that
1: song, Rocket? Because it seemed like it goes on forever. It's like a freaking 10-minute song.
0: <laughs> Where is it? Let me see. Rocket. Yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah. Um, That's a great but album. But I loved Armageddon It, Love Bites. Well, Love Bites was what it was. I liked Animal, too. I really liked Animal. Yeah. Um, I like the song
1: Hysteria that's a cool song
0: yeah that's a great song too and what's what's good about this album is it made me go back to uh Pyromania which is a fantastic that's album. a great album too um but I that's wanted like, to go Hysteria because it kind of launched me um, now did you ever backwards.
1: see Def Leppard in concert I did it okay so I got a good story for this one. Oh no it's not a good story I'm just saying that I I went to this
0: I went huh what'd you say so it's on your list also, so,
1: you know. Oh, yeah, so, oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I, I went to the Hysteria concert, and it was, th- this album was pretty important for Def Leppard because their drummer lost his arm in a car accident. And, oh, that's right. Right, yeah, and, and you know, Def Leppard was really big before Hysteria. You know, Pyromania, like you mentioned, that was a great album. I mean, like, I remember at school, uh, you had the ACDC crowd, and then you had the Def Leppard crowd, you know, and, for some reason, they didn't jive. I don't know what the hell that meant, but it was a great album. But yeah, Hysteria was a big album because it, it was an album that they cut after the drummer lost his arm. And you would think, well, how's a drummer play drums without uh, two arms? But he uh, he used foot pedals, obviously. And th- we saw him at a giant stadium. And typically when you would see a concert, you would have the stage set up on like one far side of the, of the, the stadium, right? Uh, Def Lerper, this time, the, they plan themselves dead center. And I don't remember the drummer's name. I apologize. but Joe Elliott. Joe Elliott. Oh, wait. No, no, is, he's the singer. Is that the drummer? That's no, Joe Elliott's the singer. Um, anyway. Phil Bart, Collins, Steve's. No, he's a guitar player. Uh, I'll get it. All right, keep talking. I'll get it. Okay, it'll pop up. Who remembers the drummer's name anyway?
0: Everybody. Phil Collins.
1: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so he's situated dead center. So the, the stage is in the center, and drummer guy I feel bad I'm not saying his real name anyway he's in the center too and every song his whole set the drum set would rotate to face one part of the crowd so you would see him play with his feet which was Rick Allen Rick Allen yes I'm sorry Rick Allen um yeah so you would see him play because if he was on one side of stage you wouldn't really see him you know because drummers are typically in the back he was—he showcased this album, which was really cool. So they'd play a song, and his whole set would rotate to face another part of the stage. So you actually could see him freaking pound this thing using his feet. It was mind blowing, and, and and you would think, how do, how would he do it? And he did. It. He, it was it was absolutely amazing. So when you hear Def Lumber today, it's still him using his feet playing. But talk about perseverance—to be a you know an, an a big time band, you're the drummer. And you're still able to perform I mean hey they could easily replace them I mean you right know, but and there,
0: there's a, yeah. I remember there was a lot of pressure on them for this album because it was delayed obviously because of that yeah. um, because there was there was a huge amount of time I think between um, pyromania and and um, hysteria um, oh yeah at, yeah because I
1: think pyromania I want to guess 84 possibly.
0: Yeah, maybe even eighty three.
1: Could be eighty three, and and hister is um, eighty seven. So yeah, that's a yeah. that's a big jump in between.
0: Buddy. yeah, so they they had a lot riding on this one, but they uh they definitely came through. They
1: nailed it. Oh, great! Like I, good call, bro.
0: Yeah, like I said, pour some sugar I me mean, probably rivals living on a prayer for best '80s song. Yeah, um, that's another one you'll hear in the bars a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, lyrics yeah.
1: are just bizarre too, but people dig it.
0: Yeah, who cares what they're saying? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. What mm-hmm. else you got? Um. Oh, am I gonna get two in a row, or is that because? uh we we this was hysterical. All right. Um. All right. Well, this is this is one I put on my list because I did listen to it a lot. Okay. And um, again, I I liked the album before it, uh, but I feel like this really came into their their own, and this came out in a pivotal time in my life. I was uh it was end of junior year, beginning of my senior, year, you know, and girls were involved in my life and things like that. Cindy um, No, it's not Cindy Lopper. what? <laughs> <laughs> I actually like the Cindy Lop bravo but it's not on my list. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Uh it's disintegration by the cure. Oh, okay. And I gotta tell you, Alan, uh if you were ever feeling bad about a breakup or whatever and it happens to be raining out. You sit in your bedroom. <laughs> and you sit in your bedroom. Lock the door and put this album on. And I don't recommend that if you suffer from any kind of depression, but yeah, clinically diagnosed depression. But um, otherwise, this is the album that'll get you through a nineteen eighties breakup. I break, oh. <laughs> from beginning to end, oh, no. it's one of the saddest albums. I've, and I've listened to Adele. And this is what this, yeah. she, she's sad. I well, her, a lot of her songs are like breakups and stuff like that. Okay, um, You are talking about playing Song, Pictures of You, which tears my heart out like 30 years later. Pictures <laughs> of You ruins me. Plain Song, Pictures of You, uh, Closed Down, Love Song, Last Dance, Lullaby, Fascination Street, Prayers for Rain, The Same Deep Water as You, Disintegration, Homesick and Untitled. Just... Just awesome. I, I Like I, just, just to help you feel the depth of emotions. Um, if you could be the most coldest unfeeling <laughs> person in the world, if I locked you in a room with this album, you'd be in tears. Wow, it's just great. It's 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 just a fantastic album. And uh, and like I said, I like their first album, "Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me." Well, not mm-hmm. the first, but the one before it, Kiss Me, "Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me." But only because and it and it had this. Very poppy tune on it. It was uh, just like heaven, yeah. Which is a great, it's a great song in and of itself. But for them to to drop, and and not the whole album was like that. Kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. But you know, you go from that one, and you're like, oh great, the next Cure album's out. Let's buy it. And then you hear all this, just pure sadness coming out of Robert Smith's <laughs> voice. You're like, what happened to this guy in the, in the whatever amount of years between these two albums? Wow, um it's just a great album. Like I can still listen to to it today
1: um uh, it's
0: it's a really great album i don't know did did you have any experience with the cure Uh,
1: no no i didn't uh no i know nothing about them really i I may have heard them but i wouldn't even know if it was a cursed singing. i I don't know okay hey but but i gotta ask you now i gotta ask you all right what was her name
0: no oh come on uh, come on come on come on come on Come on, along, this is that this that is, that is, that is year. what
1: thirty years ago. Come on,
0: move along. That more, more here. more than that. Yep,
1: you're kidding me. You're not going to name the name.
0: Nope, I'm a gentleman. I don't name names. <laughs>
1: is, is she listening? Is she really listening? I, I
0: don't know. Is anybody listening? <laughs> no, it's stink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Come move on, move along. That's here.
1: Wow. Oh man, that would have been great if you did. That would. I'll cool.
0: tell you all. Maybe.
1: Oh, you stink. Yeah, I, but they want to know.
0: Right, listeners? Well, you got... To, yeah, <laughs> they want to know. They just said it. But you got to also understand, this came out in 89, so it followed me into college, too. And I think you know some of the names of college. Well, college... Do yes. not bring those names up. I, I
1: won't. I know... But high school. You said this. You heard this in high school, right? Yeah. Okay. High school. Come on. Move along. What's your next album? Oh, it's... Hey, it will be therapeutic. Okay, I won't. It would be therapeutic if you did, though, but... Oh, well. it wouldn't. It would give such resonance to that album if you name the name okay so the next album (laughs) (laughs) the next album I got here is again another guitar centric album Van Halen 1984 yeah 1984 jump Panama top Jimmy drop dead legs hot for teacher I'll wait girls gone bad house of pain I loved all these songs. Uh, Jump is probably, I, if I had to pick, I think Jump and Panama were probably the, the big, and Happy Teacher, maybe. Yeah, there were was, singles, yeah they were all singles. Yeah, they were all singles. They were probably one. the most popular ones, but uh, Eddie Van Halen, that guy is insane. If, if you play guitar and know anything about guitar, this guy is the rock god. He was doing things with guitars that, that no one was doing before, so he, he was an innovator. Um, and this is the album where, like you said in the beginning of the show, what was the... The '80s instrument was a keyboard. '84 was well. This is a very keyboard-heavy album, especially with "Jumping." I mean, it starts off keyboard-wise, right? And um, and I think this is—I could be wrong. I think this is the last David Lee Roth with a group, too, right? Uh, yeah, could yeah. be. Yeah. So yeah. So again, another another band where the lyrics just don't make any sense. I mean, if you sing it, it just <laughs> stupid. But I guess you really didn't listen to Van Halen for the lyrics, you know? But, hey, David Lee Roth, what a great front man, you know? I mean, you talk about uh, the 80s, MTV, video. I mean, these guys stood out. Again, the the captain of the Hairbands, bright colors. I mean, if, if you watched any of their videos today, they look absolutely ridiculous. But for their time, they were badass. Even Eddie's guitar reflected the 80s. I mean, he had that... Fender Strat, flying V, right? No, that's Randy Rhodes. But awesome. but he had the Fender Strat with you. Remember, he had all the stripes, the black, white, reds, right. and had all. I mean, that was like that was the eighties right there. Um, but great album, and this album means a lot to me because um, I had uh, I had an eighty one Camaro Berlinetta, and uh, and I had a an eight track player on it, and <laughs> when, I, when I got it, and and uh, and, and, I, and I begged my dad if he can hook me up with a cassette player and he did and it was the kind of cassette player that didn't have a rewind so if you had a rewind if you want to listen to the song again you had to flip it over hit fast forward flip it over again and then you'd have your song again and so this is why I think this album uh, why every song hits it because it was such a pain in the butt to eject fast forward pop back in so you just just let it play. <laughs> so you go from front to back of that album and, and, and I'd listen to it. And that's how I, I was so familiar with the el- this album because, you know, you, it'd be cool. You'd be going down the boulevard with your windows down on the summer evening with your buddies and you're just playing Van Halen out of crappy speakers that would, if it got too loud, it would actually get distorted. So, <laughs> but that, that was my stereo. Yeah. So, Anyway, that's awesome.
0: Did you ever see Van Halen with David Lee Roth live?
1: I've never seen any Van Halen live, actually. Really? I did not. Actually, they were the band that got away from me because I know a bunch of my friends did, and I was supposed to go twice. And for some reason, something came up and I couldn't go. I probably had a test. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> it was probably a Sunday night. I don't know i don't know <laughs> now
0: are, are do you choose sides in the van halen van hagar debate or do you like are you just what well, eddie's there i don't care about the rest
1: i, I love them both i think th- they are two different feels uh david lee roth was definitely more of, more heavy rock um heavy heavy rock i mean this is this is raw eddie van halen and then with sammy hagar sammy hagar brought a different musicality to it because he he's a musician himself of course, they're all musicians, but he played guitar too. But he had a more melodic sound to it. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it was softer, but there was probably more depth music wise with, with Sammy Hagar. If Van, if you call Van Halen deep, but uh, <laughs> he, he brought a little bit of that to it because when you listen to uh, OU812, yeah. FCK, Balance 5150, 5150 yeah. they, they again, they that's when they're really pushing the keyboard, but they were a little bit more. I'm, Deep as Van Hound, you expect to be deep, but deeper than David Lee Roth. That would
0: guess. you're saying you're saying David Lee Roth wouldn't sing "Love Comes Walking In." <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, I think that's kind of. I, I remember reading some articles in Guitar Magazine. I think that's kind of what led to their breakup because Eddie. Because wa- I think uh, power ballads, power ballads. I think Eddie started off playing the piano too, but yeah, I, I know David didn't want to go down that route. And Eddie did. And I'm sure there was a multitude of reasons why they broke up. But I remember that was, I think that was one of the reasons. But uh, I like them both. I can pop them both. I, I can care less. Well, I do know anything besides Sammy Hager was bad because at one time Sammy left. Well, he's still gone. And they got the singer from Extreme. That was a bad album. Yeah. Yeah. And then I know David Lee Roth came back again when they did the soundtrack for Twister. And that was an excellent album, actually. That was it. Yeah, yeah, they came out and they did like two original songs, "Me Wise Magic" and something else, and it was good. I mean, David can't hit those high notes like before, but it had that that really cool old classic rock feel, if ever. Now, a lot of people don't know those songs, but yeah, if you pick up the soundtrack for Twister, they have two two songs on there that was uh, originally done, and it's they're actually pretty good.
0: Well, didn't they kick Michael Anthony out too and put um? Eddie's son in there? Wolfgang? Wolfgang,
1: yeah, yeah, so it's, three quarters of it is, is all Van Halen right now, and I don't know who's singing now, I don't actually know who they're singing, oh, David Lee Rothkin, like,
0: yeah, right. they're still touring with him, I think, right, yeah, yeah. but I hear they're like separate, like, they don't talk outside, like, they don't interact at all outside of uh, the concert,
1: eh, you do it for the money, yeah, yeah why not, <laughs> you, you know. do it for the money, oh, that's cool, okay, that's, that's my pick, Van Halen, I had to throw Van Halen, got my Van Halen, ACDC, Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, it's amazing. I don't have. I never had a perm. <laughs>
0: I know, right?
1: You got <laughs> or one shaggy more, hair. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
0: have that. Right. I got one more too. Yeah. All right. So my last one is. Uh, it's REM. The album is Life. Life's Rich Pageant. Okay. Now right. uh, right. I discovered. Well, I discovered them, but I started listening to REM with Document, which is probably well known because it had the one I love on it, mm-hmm. and it's the end of the world. Okay. Um. So you know, kind of like with um, Death Leopard. I discovered a, a later album, and then that led me to go, ooh, let's see what they did before. And Life Search Fashion is one of their earlier albums, and it's such a great album. And the thing about this, too, with uh, R.E.M. R.E.M., at, back in those days, was known purely as a college band. They kind of started the alternative music mm-hmm. genre. Um, cause where that's where really are they what from, all, anyway? Do you know? Where, where They're from Athens, Georgia. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah. Which is a college town. Yeah. So before alternative music was coined, they called it college music, and that's where you would find what people consider alternative music now. You mm-hmm. would find them on college radio because they would take more chances because, you know, they were kids. They would just play yeah. what, what they like to listen to, what they like to listen to. So R.E.M. came out of that. Um, they got big with Document. So I went back and, and, and I bought some of their earlier stuff, and Life's Rich Pageant is such a great album. Uh, they got songs like Begin the Begin, These Days, Fall on Me, Cuyahoga, Hyena. Underneath the bunker, the flowers of Guatemala. I believe. What if we give it away? Just a touch. Swan, Swan, Hummingbird, and they have a song called Superman, which is a great song. Um, so if if I think we're talk we talk about putting little clips on, uh, of of the music on, and I want you to use I believe, um, for this album. But mm-hmm. it's just they're such a great quartet, and the thing is, I felt more mature for like liking Ariane because. It wasn't pop music, like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the the flashy. I was coming out of that long hair phase. You know, I was listening to Motley Crue, I was listening to Def Leppard, I was listening to Bon Jovi, I was listening to Cinderella, I was listening to all these hair bands, and and I think with um REM, and then later with like Nirvana, you know, when we were in college and stuff, I I, I started growing up with it, you know, and, and I started um even liking Bruce Springsteen's more. You know newer stuff which was more adult i guess you would say um so yeah arian for me was was just a, a a way of discovering kind of um my own individuality like kind of understanding who i was beyond you know just a a brother or a son a, just mm-hmm. a kid you know what i mean right and, and and it's just the songs today like i can listen to these albums Constantly, um, I remember, I you know, when iTunes came out and stuff like that, and you got the ability to make these playlists and stuff. I was like, oh, I should make an REM playlist, and I couldn't do it because I was basically putting like whole albums into the playlist. And, like, <laughs> i might as well just put REM in the search bar and just listen, <laughs> you know. That's so, cool. yeah, I loved REM. I, I took them with me to college, and they've been, uh, you know, it, it's weird because as much as I love Bruce, there was a period in the '90s where I didn't listen to him anymore,
1: uh, oh. but I went back
0: to him. Like, I never. I never stopped listening to REM. Wow, and they're they're the ones I never got to see live, and so when I like I never got to see Def Leppard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen The Cure. I'm okay with that. Uh, I regret you know because they've been broken for quite a few years now, right. but I've never got to see uh, REM live, in that, and that's the one I regret.
1: I had no idea you liked that group. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Okay. Last album ready. Yep. You're never gonna get this one. Anyway, you think. No, this album. This is funny. So a lot of the, the albums I chose were more. Inve
0: uh, Mountstein.
1: <laughs> that's a, <laughs> You're a guitar guy. That's fine. <laughs> that guy's insane. All well, he does is scales. Anyway, uh, th- yeah. So most of the albums I pick rock stuff. Because and, and hey. John and I both know there's a tons of awesome albums out there, but these are just ones that we just picked. But th- this album is just very, very different. Um, you know, growing up, uh, you know, through the '80s and stuff. A lot of my friends knew me as a guy that liked rock music and stuff. But this is the one album where if I was home and I'm studying, and uh, this was not my album. This was my mom's album. Holy but <laughs> but it's <Still> a... <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> it's Michael Jackson's Thriller album. And this is a darn good album. You know, I mean, I can't believe I'm admitting this one. That's a good album. Check it out. Thriller. The Girl Is Mine. Want to Be Starting Something. Beat It. Billie Jean. P.Y.T. Human Nature. It's the Lady of My Life.
0: <laughs> Baby Beat Me. your mom, apparently, because she gives you record albums.
1: <laughs> it was my mom's album but i but i do remember like i was i'm home i'm studying and you know, go to the record player and like, hey, it's michael jackson but i would you know it's it's a good album it, it come on it's a good it's a thriller it's a good album it's a good, it's I'm a good album. i'm not arguing with you are you trying know. to
0: convince yourself <laughs> <laughs> again it's from the beginning night. of the podcast i was the highest thinking selling <laughs> album for the longest time
1: it's a good album podcast, i was thinking what albums did i like that that like had like the majority of the songs were good and Thriller was one of them, and it has yeah. a lot of good songs on there. You know, if I had to pick, if I, if I took it on the mindset, of which were my favorite albums, not in the eighties, it's gonna be peppered with The Who, Pink Floyd, those kind of albums too. You know, Tom Petty. Uh, I mean, I love those albums, but I can honestly say, maybe I didn't like all the songs on, or maybe as much as the ones I just mentioned. You know, uh, and I didn't want to make it a whole. Top five of Van Halen because I like all their albums, but right. um, like I
0: didn't want to do a top five
1: Bruce. <laughs> right, I know, yeah. right? But uh, yeah, but Michael Jackson's Thriller. This this was a pretty again Michael Jackson. If you want to talk about like who's the like if you're gonna pick one person to represent the '80s. I guess I'd have to say Michael Jackson. This guy was huge during the time. I mean, Absolutely. His, his videos, the music, I mean, people swoon. I mean, like when I think of Michael Jackson, I, I, maybe I would compare him to how people reacted when they saw the Beatles, because you would see people see Michael Jackson in like on TV and they and they faint. I and mean, he was like it, you know, and he was, I guess, revel- again, you're talking about the birth of MTV and, and video music. And he, he, Tied it all together you know what, what thriller was the one that was like he made into kind of like a like a mini movie wasn't it yeah that Thrill? was
0: like that was a huge world premiere on mtv and it was like 10 minutes long or something like that it was directed by john landis i think it, right yeah um, yeah it was, it was a big deal and yeah man i mean you're trying to justify why you put it in your list you don't have to it's it's michael jackson thriller i
1: right. mean you
0: you can hate the guy but you can't you can't deny what the album was. Yeah, It's tons of great songs on that. one. Yeah.
1: but it was it was the one album that, that that never made it to my Camaro. It was the one album that played it on my stereo system. You we're blasting
0: it as you drove down the street. Yeah,
1: right. Anyway, red leather it's jacket.
0: Oh come on, who? who we
1: all try to do the moonwalk <laughs> after freaking Billie Jean. You know, <laughs> but yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, but but that was the only reason why I didn't play him in my car not because i was embarrassed of him well because people knew i was the guy that played the guitar. You know, i was i played school bands and stuff and bow the bands and
0: you had an image i get it i know <laughs> <laughs> you're right is that therapeutic
1: for you that you admitted that okay so there you go my, that, so those are our top albums that those was are a top that top was fun albums. dude i had a hard time with this one you know, because I felt like if I didn't name particular albums, like I, I was like disrespecting it or like not giving their due diligence. But, eh, it was fun.
0: Yeah, look, I, I've said quite a few times before on on our various shows, music has and continues to play a huge part of my life, and uh, these these albums were I hold close to my heart, and and uh, like even uh, like I, I didn't hesitate to put the Cure on there, mm-hmm. but I was like. I hope people understand why I put the Cure on there because it's you got you know you got to take the good with the bad. As, as much as Def Lever made you want to rock out, fu- yeah, the Cure one made you want to put your covers over your head and <laughs> wait for the day to end. What's her name? Just... what's her name? I'm advised my client. Answer.
1: <laughs> what's her name? And you know what's interesting? Of all the albums, like when you compare, and I'm not gonna say that the '80s are better than today, but. Back then, these guys—they were the whole band. I mean, they they wrote their music, they they performed their music, you know. The, these guys played instruments. You know, a lot of a lot of music today is manufactured in the in a recording studio, and you know we got shows like American Idol and The Voice. It's glorified karaoke, you know. And yeah. a lot of yeah, artists yeah. Are, are built from that. Where back then, these were, you know, when you look at bands like all the bands that we mentioned, these guys started out from nothing trying to make their way you know like i have a family member that's in the music industry and it's man it's it's rough i mean it's 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 brutal you know to to put your heart and soul into something and to and to focus on like to to do music for a living and and maybe not even make it i mean that's 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 brutal and when you think of bands like uh-huh
0: go ahead i was gonna say let's look at our choices you have you have uh, Bruce Springsteen who's considered one of the best live performers. You mm-hmm. have Eddie Van Halen and probably all the all the band members of Van Halen that were considered at the top of their game in each instrument they played. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, The Cure and REM invented their own genres. Right. You know, alternative rock, <laughs> <and> goth <golf> rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, That's a great. I mean, these point. guys were super talented. Yeah, and um, at the top of their game. You don't. You're right. You don't get that now. It's very pop music now, and that was pop music. You know, back then. Pop music now is very manufactured. It's it's very uh it's auto tuned, it's uh glammed up, it's all these young kids. Um and, and
1: you know what to me, man, a lot of these people like that's why I get a little confused with the new arts, because they all kind of look the same to me. You know? they yeah. all have that hey, kind of right. look. And you got you got a group like the cure. They're, they were very different, you know, I mean, like, uh, look at the 80s, all that big hair and makeup, and they were just bizarre looking, you know, but yeah. but they were, you know, but they had an appeal to to a lot of people, but they, they relied heavy on their music, you know, their music spoke volumes mm-hmm. as to what they did uh, influence-wise.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's it's been written many times before how MTV kind of killed a lot of radio stars, because now they had to be... You know like actors and and, and yeah. performers and yeah. you know um who uh, they always use the example of uh christopher cross you huh? remember he was big in the 70s okay he did sailing take me away and caught between the moon and new york's anyway so he was like kind of big in the 70s but he wasn't a very uh, i guess he wasn't uber attractive so they're saying like his career suffered because of mtv oh boy. while while others you know Got big because they're on TV because they were pretty or they dance good, you know what I mean? And oh, I think Bon Jovi's hot. Okay, um, <laughs> but you know I think for what, what I hear. Right and plus, look, we're we're forty-something year olds. We're not. They're not. They're not selling to us anyway. We're not their crowd. The pop music isn't aiming for us to buy their albums. Right. You know, they want your daughter. They want my nieces and nephews and. That's who they want to buy their records, not oh us. Oh, my God. My daughter is into
1: b- Broadway music, like Hamilton. That's a big thing for her.
0: Oh, yeah. Hamilton's Jesus, a good album.
1: <laughs> okay. Hey, I, we we did some polls on Instagram. You want to hear some of these, what people chose? That was actually kind Instagram of surprising. Instagram polls. <laughs> we need a jingle for everything. Okay. Yes. Check this out. Uh, you know. Debbie Gibson versus Tiffany. Oh, I know where I voted. Go. Deborah Gibson. Yeah, seventy-seven percent over twenty-three, and I thought Debbie was. Well, I, I thought aesthetically, I thought Tiffany was cuter, but we all knew Debbie was the real musician, right? Because Debbie was she- the
0: girl next door. The guy will always go with the girl next door. It was Ginger versus Marianne. Marianne always wins. <laughs> okay,
1: and then we got here: New Edition versus New Kids on the Block,
0: mm. the boy bands. Mm. I don't mm. know which one I voted. How'd the internet vote, though?
1: The internet voted, this was closed, 56% for New Edition and 44% for New Kids on the Block.
0: Thank God New Edition won. <laughs> yeah, and, man, they were awesome, man. I like New Edition, yeah.
1: Okay, then we go to the hair bands. Guns and Roses, Bon Jovi. Oh,
0: <laughs> it's going to be GNR because Bon Jovi. G- GNR is, is is the hand Solo to Bon Jovi's Luke Skywalker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's always a Star Wars reference. Uh, this was... 50-50. Stars is his life. <laughs> uh, no winner in this one. I should well, pushed it, but I didn't no. realize it was a 50-50. You should get on there and beg someone. <laughs> all right. Maybe I'll repoll this one then. How about that? Should I repoll It me? was 50-50, huh? It was 50-50 right down the middle. That's pretty, I, yeah. I can respect that. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five guys. But hey, when I'm looking at this picture, they all kind of look the same. <laughs>
0: yeah. All <no>, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of hair. And then uh, who is your favorite? So all these were I, – I wrote who is your favorite. Okay. Then we got – Prince
0: Clapton. Uh, Prince.
1: Yeah, man, but Landslide, 80% to 20 I was kind of surprised about that one. That's
0: kind of disrespectful of Clapton, don't you Yeah, think. I was kind
1: of surprised. The fudge. the fudge, a man. guitar god. But hey, know, Prince right? is fantastic. He's, he's got, you know, I almost put Purple Rain down too. That's a great album. That's, oh my gosh, that's a great album. Yeah.
0: You know what, man? I kind of, <laughs> you, no, you and I no to hang fast. out. No, no. Okay. Can't do it. Save it for part two. Our other top five albums. Okay. <laughs>
1: right. Okay. And then let's finish it up with. Oh, no, no. We got two more uh, Madonna versus Cyndi Lauper.
0: Uh, Madonna, I think one. Uh,
1: close. 53% Madonna, 47% Cyndi Lauper. That was, I was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be.
0: Well, I would say Cindy's definitely more talented.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think so. Yeah uh if i had to think about let's see if i had to think of re re-list, listenable songs maybe i would lean towards cindy time after time give me a couple time after time what else was it
0: time after time true colors true colors oh, those girls are just want to have fun um, i think the first two i, I probably listen the goonies are good enough well her slow songs are, are really good yeah true Colors is a great song
1: time after time that's a awesome. great song time after time great song okay then we got oh check this out Kiss versus the Cure, and I only what? picked the yeah. I picked the, I only, the reason why I picked these two is because they had freaky looks.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, well, they had a mascara. Only different music sounds. Yeah, I know. I was. Uh, I, I, I was would say kiss. Say. I would say kiss one. The Cure
1: one fifty seven
0: forty three. Wow, that was close than I thought yeah, it would be. All right, here.
1: Yeah. yeah, I went with the mascara on this one. Who got the best? Mascara? <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so that's all i got
0: all right i got a couple of facebook polls
1: oh really people do all right
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> okay go uh, for it first one which is the best song to turn all the way up and sing along to okay leave it on a prayer by bon jovi or pour some sugar on me by Def Leppard? oh how, dude. Do, you, how do you think the internet voted out
1: i'm 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 signing with bon jovi i would guess
0: yes but it was close oh. uh 53 to 47. Bon Jovi. a super
1: close. I, I, that's come on. Close. Everyone belts out Bon Jovi's. And yeah, shocking. A that's freaking impossible to sing.
0: And Shockingly, <laughs> that math added up. Um.
1: <laughs> hey, that's another thing. Def Leppard, Joe Elliott, dude, he, he's, he's got some high notes too. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 And I remember Please. one time when I saw him, my, my friend asked me like, was it really him singing it? Like, did they use some sort of like electronic device to hit the high notes? I'm like, no man, this right. guy can hit him.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? They're touring with um, Filipino Journey this summer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was actually because, thinking of seeing them, too. I'm thinking about going to see them, too, because I want to see Filipino Journey. I love them. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, you know who I saw two years ago? I saw. What was it two years ago? I saw Def Leppard Cheap Trick, and check this out. And, and I gave
0: up. still hit the notes?
1: Check this out. So that night, Joe Elliott had uh, strep throat. <laughs> so oh, no. He did the, I'm sorry, guys. But can you help me sing it? So he
0: are you kidding me? No,
1: I kid you not. So he would point the mic out. But you know what? I I gotta say. So this is this is exactly what I mean about real musicians. The show must go on. You know he could have canceled. You know he he could easily have done that. But no, he we went out there. He he performed, and it was weird. And and, you know what? That night I I had the option to see ACDC too. I was like, ah, crap. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. What other poll you got? That's
0: funny uh best beats and rhymes beastie boys or run dmc
1: oh holy crap
0: I know, that's right? a good poll hell yeah
1: oh my god i don't know Ugh, god, i don't know run dmc i don't know
0: uh that was a push okay 50 50 wow respect to both wow all right all right i dig that uh best album to listen to on a rainy day right after a breakup the, <laughs> Gee, I wonder the, which one won this one. It's The Smiths, The Queen is Dead, or The Cure, Disintegration. No,
1: I'm guessing The Cure. I don't. I didn't listen to either of them.
0: Well, yeah, it's uh, 7525, The Cure. What was her name? What was her name? Why are you whispering? Say that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: come on, say that name. All right.
0: Best album, Michael Jackson Thriller or Madonna Like a Virgin? Oh, come on. That's not even close. This has got to be Thriller all the way.
1: It's got to
0: be. It was. Yeah, yeah 82% Thriller.
1: It's got to be. Michael
0: mm-hmm. Jackson. All right, one more, and I, I really just people took this one way too seriously. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to do a heaven hell thing. So I said, which album do you prefer, heaven or hell? So I put Motley Crue shout at the devil versus Striper. striper. To <laughs> That's a good thing. Ooh, well, uh, look. Obviously, the crew won, but people were like, "Oh my God, it's gotta be the crew! Why? Who? What? Striper? Huh?" I'm like, all right, relax, guys. And then you always got the you always got the people that don't like the, your two choices, so they want to go. What about this band? It's no, dude, it's idiot, a poll. On. Choose one or the other.
1: Right. Stop so it. they
0: mentioned Slayer and Kings X, which I I don't know who to. that is.
1: Kings Nor X. Do I. Huh. Okay. So yeah,
0: of course, I I really just wanted to go for the heaven hell motif, so I I picked the crew Striper. <laughs> and Striper. Molly crew really Molly big. Was good I'll tell you what, girls, girls, girls always made my list.
1: Yeah. Oh, Doctor good. That's a
0: sick album. I, I don't know if it's
1: an 80s one. No, no, no. I think that came out in the 90s.
0: Yeah. In the maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but I like Girls, Girls, Girls. That was good. I like that song, Kickstart. My heart or your heart? My heart or my heart. Uh, yeah, isn't that, um, isn't that Dwight's wind-up song? The what? <laughs> her, her when Dwight goes in the hall. Oh, basically. that that is actually, that is the <laughs> song,
1: yeah. He goes, leave the keys. And Jim's like, you still do that? Leave the keys. And then he plays that song, and he's like what? banging his head in the back of
0: the seat yeah and he does it in the hallway too i think sometimes probably
1: yeah uh, that's the only reason why i have that on my on my iphone you're funny <laughs> my daughter knows it when she hears a song she thinks of dwight <laughs>
0: hey man it's awesome she you thinks you're dwight that's funny yeah
1: okay i think we're done with the huh? huh? uh
0: oh, we have one anomalous? more or no no, I did five. You did five, right?
1: No, I mean, do you have anything else on Facebook?
0: On Facebook? Mm, no.
1: Okay. All right, then. Just,
0: I want to do um. I wanna do thank yous to people on, on YouTube. and We got a whole bunch of new people on Anchor. Did you see that? Holy cannoli! Like as as, as recently as, like, yesterday.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Anchor just, we blew up on Anchor. That was bizarre.
0: Yeah, really, yeah.
1: Well, I guess it helps because we're featured on the homepage. How about yeah, that?
0: That was very nice of them to put us in their top ten on arts and entertainment. Well, okay, uh, go for your thankos, bro. Uh, okay. I'm trying to. How do you find who's subscribing to you on YouTube? Nice, nice prep work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's your thing. All right, so, then. Uh, yeah, we'll so Jonathan's been doing uh, videos on a lot of. He has got a lot of unboxing of. What, Funkos and a
0: bunch of other things? Yeah, like stuff I ordered in the mail, but then I also do unboxings of of like things like... uh, What did I do the unboxing of? Oh, I did the... um,
1: Yeah, the Star uh, Wars Black Series. The
0: subscription box. Uh I did the Animal Instincts from Marvel. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Star Wars Black Series was stuff I ordered and forgot what I ordered. Okay. Um, That kind of stuff. And I'm waiting on... DC has a Funko box. I'm waiting for that one to come in.
1: Okay.
0: And uh, I'm waiting for... Mar- not Marvel, Star Wars is going to have one in the middle of the month. So when those come in, I'll do an unboxing for those. I also have uh, another unboxing that I'm going to try to film tomorrow morning.
1: Okay.
0: If possible. Nice. Uh, is it in a community? Let me see. Community subscribers. Here we go. All right. So we have uh, subscribers, but only two, four, six of them are listed as because um, you can you can be a private subscriber. Mm-hmm. You don't know who subscribes. All right. So I want to say thank you to Robbie Lauks hey uh, Robbie Gmo Robbie, G- box time lapse hey Gmobox. G- <laughs> angel V okay uh Miss
1: Donna
0: Miss Donna Newman uh Mr J and Sawyer 189 Mr J so thank you for subscribing yeah <laughs> that was really Quinn. <laughs> uh thank you for subscribing and uh we'll be posting some stuff soon and uh look forward to your comments and or other things. So yeah, if you don't know, we're on to Me podcast on YouTube. Um, I do unboxings. Alan posted a uh, how-to on a, on a game called Oregon Trail. Um, he'll be posting some other stuff. I'll be posting some other stuff. Um, yeah, we're, we're we're trying to get our YouTube up and running, and it seems like we're doing pretty good so far. Okay. So uh, take a look at that nerd to Me podcast on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Did you want to plug anything? sure uh nerd and me has two shows a week
1: we, uh, do. we have
0: this we have the week in geek which drops every wednesday or thursday morning where alan and i discuss uh the hot topics in uh geek news of the past week um and also we have a regular show that drops on the weekend um where we discuss our different various topics um we have some friends at podcast alan we we got friends okay yeah yes okay podcast yeah uh P on enter the nerd zone just dropped an episode on wrestling jobbers take a listen a uh, jobber is a guy that's that is paid to make the other wrestlers look good and to help them uh uh become popular with the fans mm-hmm. uh so they tend to lose a lot of their matches but there are some great jobbers in wrestling history and P talk about them um we have stuff you don't need to know me you Jay. Pete, dropping content on uh, a lot of different subjects. Uh, you're doing Office Rewatch. I do Movie Past Moments and Hour History. Uh, Jay does Black Belt Theater, um, Monday Memories, uh, Fictional Bands, uh, uh, other things. Um, Pete does uh, Sports in 5, and I believe he started up a new thing called uh, Top 5 in 5, so be on the lookout for that. Cool. Okay. Uh, that guy's a little coats. Oh, yeah. What? All right, dude. <laughs> I'm not done. That guy's a little coat. Cool. What's D&P. that? Me, Pete, travel. We discuss it. Yeah, sure. We publish it. Shush. Okay. That guy's a little coat. Cool. And cousin Kev has oh, a podcast. Okay. Uh, John and Kev's big stupid podcast. Take a listen. Uh cousin Kev, you might know from our return of the Last Jedi show from a few months ago. And I think is that everybody. I think that's everybody. You sure? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Have you heard of any more friends signing up to podcast? <laughs> no. All right. Okay. Alright, we're <laughs>
1: done. <laughs> Till next time. Martha. <laughs> Peace. Peace.